Yo, what's really good? It's your main man, Sean Little from the No Catch Up Podcast. Wanted to send a reminder. Make sure you rate and review No Catch Up available everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, No Catch Up is on there. Make sure you tell everyone it's the best sports podcast in the world. Drop that five-star review. Pass the links to the homies. Let everybody know. You know the deal. No Catch Up. Sports Talk via Chicago. Lock in. No Catch Up. No Catch Up. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Sports Talk via Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Little. Big Nick the Quick with me. We're back. Took a week off last week. Big Nick the Quick was on the road traveling, man, getting to the Skrilla, packing up, getting to the bag, getting the dollar. So we had to, we had to skip last week. So, man, we're happy to be back. NBA playoffs. You already know what time it is. A ton of 2-2s all over the place. Who's 2-2, Nick? We got Celtics, Mavs, Phoenix, Suns. Everything Phoenix, except everything Phoenix except Dallas. for Warriors and uh, everything and, and, and Grizzlies, and that was almost two two. Yeah, it like, probably should have been two two. Yeah, so yeah. a lot of action going on. We're gonna talk. We're gonna touch on the games last night. Why if Memphis plays so well without Ja? I kind of want to get Nick's opinion on that because they played really really well last night. Collapsed down the stretch when until they, they really until they, needed, until they needed to. Yeah, yeah, they played <laughs> yeah. well. They played well until it mattered. Yeah, exactly. Which might, which might poke some holes and everything that we were going to say, but yeah. Yeah, no, but I still think it's worth talking about. We'll talk about Philly getting sure. back to two-two and beads back. They look like a completely different team. Absolutely. I'm interested to see what they look like in Miami. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about Suns, Mavs. I'm very exposed on the Suns, so <laughs> we got to talk about that. But stay locked, man. All NBA, all the time. No catch up. Sports talk in Chicago. We in here. Big Nick the Quick. How we feeling? Man, I got to tell you a story real quick. I have this. Oh, you got the Tottenham on, G? Yeah, of course, man. <laughs> it's, it's, the derby, it's the derby this week. It's North London Derby week. For those who don't know, man, I'm an Arsenal fan. Big Nick the Quick is a newly minted Tottenham. Tottenham. This Is this your first derby? Second? No, it's the second. Remember the first second. one we watched at Adder's Crib? Yeah, he's a newly minted uh, Tottenham fan, so we got a big match on Thursday, man. Arsenal's trying to stay in the top four. Tottenham trying to trying to clip us to get into that top four. Uh-huh. So it's locked in, man. man. Get on, Nick, Nick. Nick has finally seen the light on the on the soccer on man. the football tips. Boy, ha- have I? Have I ever? <laughs> have it's I ever? It's, it's, it's literally all I do. I think. Like obviously, I watch the NBA. I watch the NFL. But other than that. I'm watching soccer videos on YouTube. Have you watched the the Maradona documentary yet? No, not yet. I'm I'm, I'm saving it for when I have like the two hours required to Dog. sit down. And, You're uh, fucking around. But oh, I'm, man, I it's think so I'm, good. I, might, I might have watched everything else. HBO. <laughs> oh man, yeah, yeah it's yeah. so good. Um, all right. My story. I found a chicken wing recipe for the air fryer. And air fryer chicken wings up the street. At this market down the street from my crib, they sell all flats. It's a, it's a, I'm been eating, I'm eating chicken wings like, dude, it's despicable right now. So they don't sell chicken wings. They they just sell, oh no, they sell sell the best part of the chicken wing. They sell part of the chicken wing. All flats. That's trash. They sell the best part of the chicken wing. Sean likes to go through a workout when he eats his chicken wing. It's the best, yeah, dude. I mean, the flat, the flat is like me. We just grab the drummy's the best meat, less tendon. Nah, all that tendon and shit on nah, the drum. All that, yeah, all that bone on fun. the flat, man. You got to work through it. You over here, people try to show you different techniques to eat the fucking wing. <laughs> you know what I mean? If I need a, if I need a, high, a how-to guy to eat my wing, I, I need the other kind. Just give me the drummies, man. But listen, funny, bro, like, I've, yeah. been, I've been eating these, and I've been frying them hard in the air fryer, like forty minutes in the air fryer. They come yeah. out crispy. Yeah. I got a little sauce. I've been whipping up yep. little, little. Low fat, not a lot of butter, not a lot of oil, just a lot of a lot of tangy buffalo sauce. Man, shit's dangerous right now. Dog, when but, you, when you when you when you perfect your own wings, you almost never go get wings ever. Dog, again. real it's, shit. It's so easy to make your own shit at the crib. Like since I started making it at the crib, I think I've been to Buff Joe's like one time. I think it's yeah. when you guys came over. And, yeah, it was just like 
Other than that, you can make it at the crib, man. And wings are expensive as shit at the restaurant, bro. Like, they be trying bro. to tax. I mean, everything. It's, everything is in shambles right now. <laughs> I ain't going to hold you. No. Like, I was, I was partly joking. We're like, this summer? Man, be all your P's and Q's out in the street, man. I wouldn't be surprised if people are, like, doing a lot of wild-ass shit just because yeah. everything is kind of upside down right now. I took like, an Uber from O'Hare on Thursday night yeah, you for texted a work me trip. That. It was $90. Yeah, I, I was talking $90. To <laughs> Bro, I went in. I don't even eat I don't even eat cereal, right? But I had a, I had a taste for some Smart Start. Smart start. I fuck a smart star heavy. So I went over to gee, I went over to the store, and they didn't have smart start. So I was looking around. You know the small, the small uh, like frosted flakes bo- yeah, box yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah, like get little, about three bowls in it. The little the little joints. The yeah. little joint, bro. Six seventy five. I couldn't yeah. believe it. I, I just like couldn't believe it, bro. Yeah. It's sick. So, it's wild. Yeah, I don't even know how folks are making it nowadays. Like, no, for real. That's what really, I mean. It's really crazy the price of shit. Like, it's a like we talking here about right like now. it's you got to make a decision whether you want to hop in the car or not because a trip might cost you five dollars. <laughs> no, <thanks. laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Yeah. So yeah, it's crazy. All right, yeah. let's get into it, man. NBA playoffs. You already know what time. Hey, it is. real quick, man. Next yeah. year, I decided that we got to hit the Miami Grand Prix. I don't care. I don't care what. Uh, it, yeah. I don't care. I don't care what it costs us. I don't care what hoops we got to jump through. That shit looked cracking. Yeah, we probably should have been up there this year, honestly. Yeah. But it, um, you said you tried to, you inquired in this. Bro, the ticket was I do some work ticket, for right? the Hard Rock Sportsbook, yeah. man. I couldn't even, they was, they <laughs> laughed <laughs> at me, bro. They was like, come on, dog. Yeah, buy me that. Nah, you ain't got enough juice for that. <laughs> yeah, sir. Yeah, yeah. Nah, that was, sorry. That was funny. Yeah, that it was like apparently the hardest ticket to get. <laughs> I mean, look, here, everybody so. everybody was there. David Beckham's the mayor of Miami. Yeah, man. Apparently. All right, let's get into uh let's get into Boston, Milwaukee. Unbelievable series. Fun. Go check out my Twitter. I dropped a little betting, a little betting thread, you say, about just leveraging future spots. I've never been more confident about a series going six or seven games than this one. And you were able to get plus money on both. Excuse me. And I sent out a thread about that. Go check that out. It's about leveraging futures. But this guy, Al Horford. Listen. Listen, bro. <laughs> if you've been listening to No Catch Up for the last four or five years. Slanderous. You know that I have not. I've, I've, I've called Al Horford a lot of stuff. And I think at, at some of the time, it was probably warranted, like. He's a he's a guy that does a little bit of everything very mediocrely, and he was making a lot, a lot of money in Atlanta and a lot of other spots. Right, more slander on it. Calling out, he was not mediocre that first run in Boston. He was crazy. He was so good. So we're back here now today, and he looked sensational. And the most, the funniest part about the whole thing is he turned it on after Giannis dunked on him and then looked at him. Yeah. I thought that was the funniest part of the whole situation. But how'd you feel about the game last night? I, I thought at one point Milwaukee was getting ready to cruise and Al Horford just wouldn't let him go down. And that's that's how it ended up shaking out. 116-108 series now tied 2-2 going back to Boston. Yeah, you know how we talk about games are like a usually like a games of runs? This is like a game of the opposite. It was like a game of droughts, right? It's like boss, it's like Milwaukee would go up by eight, then they couldn't score for five minutes. So the Boston would go up by eight. And they couldn't score for five minutes. And it was just kind of back and forth like that. Um, then you get to the fourth quarter. Man, Al Horford had 16. I want to say Tatum had like 14 in the in the third in the fourth quarter. Those two guys were just playing crazy. Timely big shots. Yeah, huge shots, especially from Tatum down the stretch, man. Like he's just he 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 is fully well, we talked about it before, but obviously he's fully taken on that number one role and really carries himself like a number one dude, right? Like even if you know he was he was struggling a little bit earlier in the game, he really got it going in the fourth. And Milwaukee, the biggest thing I saw from that game, like the glaring concern, is Milwaukee really. I know you don't want to hear it. Really, really, really needs Middleton because when it came down to it, they had nobody that could create their own shot. They were. It was clear that Udoka, you know, his defensive mandate was just crowd Giannis. Right? If Giannis comes in the paint. Throw three bodies at him. I don't care who we're pulling yeah. somebody off of. 
Leave the shooters open in the corner. It does not matter. Nick but Nurse make it, yeah, make it difficult is for Giannis, right? Same thing he did with KD. It's just like, look, we're not letting these guys beat us. Even if they get 30, it's going to be a difficult 30. And when that happened for Milwaukee in the fourth quarter, you got Giannis barreling into the lane. You got him settling for mid-ranges and threes. He's completely frustrated, and there's no one else to kind of take that pressure off. Like, they desperately needed someone else who could take the ball and create. And while we all love Drew, he's best as, like, that third option, right? Like, so as much as you talk about Middleton, it was – they desperately needed him because he is kind of like their fourth-quarter guy who could take some of that pressure off Giannis, create his own shot, hit big shots, make big plays, kind of knows what to do in that moment. And they were lost. Their offense – Looked awful in the fourth quarter. Well, let me say, I, I, I don't, I wouldn't go that far. I think Drew's the second best player on the team, and I think he could definitely be it too. He just had a bad game. I think, as we're going to talk about a lot of these games, no, no, no. I think at the end of the I day, I didn't say he can't be a two, but he's better as as a three. It fits in perfectly for them, right? Like it, you need, he plays well with Giannis and Middleton because he's in that number three role, but he can still give you 25, 30 points. But he's not, he's not, he's not doing what Middleton does out there. I don't know, man. He took 30 shots the night before, and he took 22 last night. He just had a bad game. He shot it terribly. He was 5 of 22 from the floor last night. This is not an anti, it's not an anti Drew Holiday thing. I'm just saying that, yeah, I get where you're coming from, but I I, I, I feel like still for them, it works better with him as the third option and Middleton being that guy who who you kind of go to in the fourth quarter down the stretch. (laughs) No No thanks. You watch the, how can the you how can you watch of, the, the sentence of go to Middleton down the stretch of the fourth quarter just doesn't sit right with me. I want I hear, nothing to I do with that. You, I would go do. to it's I would go to Giannis do. and Drew. Obviously, obviously you go to Giannis, but you I would, would go bench, to Drew. You would bench Middleton in the fourth. I would go to Drew before I went to Middleton to close the fourth quarter down the stretch in, in high pressure situations. Let's see how that so, worked out for them last night. But well, this is the thing I think because we're going to talk about Dylan Brooks and we're going to talk about the whole conversation that was going on last night and. um I think sometimes guys just have bad games and you just got to leave it at that. Yeah. Like, Drew Holiday, J. Rue, my guy, J. Rue, Drew Holiday had a bad game last night. Simple as that. I don't think it needs to be overanalyzed. I and without Middleton, needs- if he has a bad game, they're fucked. They got nobody else. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's true. I That is true. I mean, you're I playing say big that. minutes to Wes Matthews, Grayson Allen. Like, you're asking these guys to do a lot more than they're equipped to do. I like think you, too they needed they desperately needed a shot creator down the stretch and they did not have one. Yeah, no, I I agree with that. Listen, let me be let, let me just put this whole Middleton thing to bed for me. I think he's extremely inconsistent, but he's a good player. He's a solid wing, both way guy. Like he can get you. Like you said, he's a guy he could you you could dump him the ball in the wing. He could face up and get you a shot yep. and. Pat Connaughton and Grayson Allen and West those guys Matthews. aren't going to – They Bob, can't do that. Bobby Portis can do it and is willing to do it, but he's not as efficient and 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 is good at it as Chris Middleton. He's kind of hot. Especially cold. at yeah. the offensive end. Exactly. I, I get <laughs> yeah. it. But I just think Chris is extremely – the whole hate for me for Chris is it goes back to just like him signing a huge deal and not being – and playing very, very mediocre basketball for long stretches. AKA like the entire his his hey. what what is he what, what is he 17? He's a 17, 5, and 4 guy. Like no, he's no, like he's like 23, 24 points against stop it. Stop Wait. it. This is, this <laughs> no, is stop no, it. no, no, hold stop on. For, for his career, he's less than a dub. I'm well, telling you right yeah, now. That's but what, no, the last like five years, he's been over 20 points a game. That's what I'm talking. So, like, whatever. He's a scorer. He can score. But I I know I get where you're coming from on that. I mean, yeah, he's he's overrated, but it's not what you know, it's who you know, and he knows Giannis, and that has worked out very well for him in his career. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but I, I'm not gonna sit here and act like he hasn't played that part well. He was the second yeah. best player on an NBA championship team last year. He probably maybe third, third player, maybe yeah. third, whatever. He was a, a, a key, key crucial, crucial, crucial guy, <laughs> crucial guy a to the NBA championship. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he averaged he averaged twenty this year. He have, yeah, he's a twenty point per game scorer. Yeah, he's a twenty. He's but it's like it's like seventeen and a half. It's like eighteen. It's not know? a real twenty for you. It's a, it's a discount. It's, it's, it's a like watered a, down twenty. It's a watered down. Depth, it's you know a watered down twenty. Okay. So, but it's, it's on a it's on a what's like scale grading. Gotcha. <laughs> it's, on a scale. it's on a curve. True, it's on a true, curve. true point it's, per game. His twenty is on a curve. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the other thing too. Is man, Boston plays D so well where it really. Stuff really starts to get exposed, right? So if Giannis, 
if Giannis, Udoka, go ahead. I was just going to say, too, it, it's funny because these offensive fouls start to roll together and, and, and start to stack up. When one happens, it almost seems like all the other contacts look like offensive fouls. But if the yeah. first couple are blocks, then everything is called a block. It's all, yeah. It almost seems like it's, it's very, like, it gets Giannis very tentative, too. Have you ever – this is the thing. When they're calling offensive fouls, watch Giannis go to the – you only see this with Giannis, and you've only seen it with teams that kind of bottle him up a little bit, is he'll go to the basket, and he bumps into people, and there's no whistle, and then everyone kind of stops, and he's like, yeah. oh, shit, there's no whistle. Like, yeah, let me go yeah, do yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, like, expecting an offensive foul when, I don't know, in the last – quarter and a half he's got called for two or three of them he's like bumping into people and he's like are they gonna call that one or are they gonna call that one and it throws off him mentally and just the the whole flow of his game because now when he's coming down on oh and he crosses half and then crosses the crosses the free throw line he is kind of second guessing like man should i go to the cup full go or should i look to get this get this out of my hand so i don't pick up offensive foul no, hundred percent, and I, I think that, uh, and 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 that's just him as a player. But also, a lot of that is the defense that the Celtics are playing on him. And I and I gotta give, you know, I said it at the end of the year, he was my coach of the year. And if you look in the playoffs, there's no coach, in my opinion, that's done a better job in the playoffs than Udoka. His defensive strategies and his commitment to him, and that's what we talked about with Nurse that year. That they took out Giannis, right? Like everybody can say we want to build the yacht, the, the wall, but you gotta commit to it. You gotta have yeah. the stomach to leave shooters open, right? You gotta have the stomach to put three guys on one guy. And a lot of it sounds good, right? It sounds good, but you got to be able to commit to that. And if you look what Boston was doing, there was one play. Giannis goes down. He's got Smart, Horford, and Tatum on him. And they're all just swatting at the ball. He doesn't know what to do. So you're, you're, you're kind of forcing him. And like you said, you said a good word with Giannis. It's that, Giannis is that rhythm, that flow, right? Like as much power and all that is in his game, he is very much like a rhythm and flow player. Like if, it's get, if he's getting calls, if the lane is opening up for him, if guys are backing off, he's, he's kind of in that flow of I'm taking it down there every single time and I'm going to punish you. But if you're making it difficult, right, if you're making him think twice, if you're making him think block or charge, if you're making him think how many guys are going to come at me, if yeah. you're making him think, do I got to make a player? Do yeah. I got to score? He gets flustered because he's just not used to it because most teams aren't going to play him that way. Just like KD last series. No one ever thought to play KD like that because it's just like, no, this dude's going to destroy us, right? But it's like, no, we commit to that. For four games for the entire series and guys just get worn down they get frustrated they start making mistakes and with milwaukee he really is betting on the fact that there's no one else there to beat us right there's no one else there to beat us like yeah drew holiday needs to put the ball up 30 times great that's fine we will go down like that every single time right we'll go down with with, with them relying on pat Connaughton and grayson allen but what we're not going to do is allow Giannis to go for 50 to get to the free throw line 25 times to start building up this confidence and to play scared. So I I, I love their commitment to that on the defensive end, man. I mean, they're, 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 they're playing the game slower. Um, I just, I, yeah, I, I love watching them play D man. Like they, they just swarm on defense and it yeah. starts with smart and the Horford thing is brilliant. Like <laughs> empower Al Horford, right? Like yeah. you, 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 you it, it, it's brilliant. I love it, man. Well, it's, it's he could just bring anybody all over Grant the floor. Will, Grant Williams, like these guys, right? Like also, that's another thing. It's like, hey, we didn't have any size last night. We're getting bullied on the boards. Instead of trying to manufacture size, fuck it. Throw Grant Williams in there. He's a dog. He might be six four, but he's gonna go at Giannis. You know what I mean? Like that. That's that's what we're riding with. And we know on the offensive end, we got Tatum, and we'll be all right. Yeah, that's kind of what they're doing. They have more options on offense, and they're playing great team defense. Yep. And if Drew Holiday is going to go 5 of 22, great. then, it, listen, if Drew Holiday is going to go 5 for 22, Giannis can score 50, and they're going to lose. Yeah, so they're going to lose. It doesn't really, And that's where Middleton was just glaring last night, that they did not. And I don't care if it's Middleton. I don't care whoever it is. Just another guy that can who, shoot it and who score. doesn't rely on Giannis creating for him. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And, like, that's kind of where they were. And it's just a bunch of guys waiting for Giannis to create. And you see these offenses, you see it all the time in the NBA, these offenses that just go stagnant at the end of the game. And that's kind of what happened. Again, it wasn't like Boston outplayed them for four quarters. From a lot of the game, Milwaukee was outplaying them. But it was just you'd go on these dry spells of offense and the other team would catch up. It's a fascinating series because 
you can make a case for each side, right? So, like, for example, Milwaukee's flat out one game one, no problem. Yeah. Like, they, they took care of business, did their thing. If you go back to game three, you can say Boston collapsed in the fourth and they ended up and, – and Milwaukee squeaked one out at home with the, with the whole tip at the end of the game. And the and questionable calls. Questionable calls, right? But then you could say, hey, the – Milwaukee got one in Boston, and then that was, you know, they 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 eked one out. And then last night, now it kind of the narrative can be, well, now Boston gets a win in Milwaukee, and the night before probably could have got the win too. So this is, it, it, it could just go back and forth. This I think this series is going to go seven. Yeah, I think, so I think it's, um this is what we always talk about as well. Hey, you don't, you, you don't want you don't want to go out in the regular season and go get the one of the two seeds for the regular season. Okay. Go to Boston and and play two of the next three in Boston and you got to win two of them to get out of to get out of the round. Like that's that's what it is if you don't want to go out and try to get the one of the two seed in the in the regular season. And I do think the winner of this series represents the Eastern Conference and the NBA Finals. Like I think this is for me this is the Eastern Conference Finals. And no disrespect to Philly and Miami, but it's just I, I think that these two teams are cut above. Yeah, you think Milwaukee as well right now, even with without Middleton. Yeah, I think so because they have the well, they have the best player in the in the playoffs, arguably. Yeah, so I think that that always matters, right? And 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 they have that quote unquote overused term of championship DNA and all that stuff. But like, yeah, I think so. I still, I, I've, I've thought that all year, and the Middleton injury, obviously, that that matters. Um, and we, we hope he comes back for the next series, but it's a knee injury, and I haven't heard anything about him even doing anything. They said he was doing light, light stuff yesterday, right? Or yeah, they, they said yeah. he's doing light, light stuff. But this you never is, know. This is a knee. Forget about light. This is the yeah, play. this is yeah. the Boston Celtics. In the exactly, Boston Celtics. Exactly. <laughs> right. And then it's either, and then it might be the Miami Heat. So like exactly, and no, no exactly. water. Type. Yeah, exactly. So. so I think that these are the two teams that are that are that are clearly the class of the Eastern Conference. So this is why. Yeah, it's a seven game series, man. You hit it right in the head because there's no advantage, right? It's no like oh, momentum is now swinging this way. It's like no, each game like you you take one, we take one, you take one, we take one. Yep. And and why we lost? There's a bunch of reasons why you won. There's a bunch of reasons and vice versa. Yep, exactly. And there's no there's no advantage or nothing that someone can't solve. I thought yesterday watching that game, I was like, oh, without Time Lord, Boston just has no size. They can't grab rebounds and they're just gonna bully them on the boards. And we talk about it all the time. You can't win that rebounding yeah. battle. Um, you can't win the ball game, With but Lopez somehow, down there too. Yeah, yeah. Somehow Boston overcame that, right? So I mean, again, yeah. There's no real advantage that you can point to because you could point to the Middleton injury. But look, Milwaukee's won two games without Middleton, right? One of them, or uh, yeah. So I mean, exactly. It's there's no advantage on either side in this series. So, but I, I I will say this. That's I'm I'm. This is the spot where it's like, damn. I wish we could have won a couple more, couple more games in the regular season because now we got to go and to Boston not, two of the have, next three, yep, and, and it's going to be ugly in there. That's why you can't bullshit these regular seasons, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's going to be ugly in there. Yeah, you start exactly. This is because tomorrow night you regret it. You're like, oh, yeah, shit. You're like, fuck, man. We, we won a couple won. games that could have been at the crib. We, we could have maybe they couldn't have won any more games to not see Milwaukee because they were the number one seed. Yeah, uh, but yeah, you could have won some games at that advantage. Sure. So I don't. We don't have to go two of the next three. Because it's almost like it feels like the next game is a must win now. Right. Because, like, man, it, it'll, it'll be tough for them <laughs> to win two games in a row with game seven be in, in Boston. In Boston. Without Middleton, without that type of – you know what I mean? It, it'll be tough. So this is where you wish it's like, ah, I wish I had a couple more – Couple more, couple more W's during the regular season, and oh. we could have, we could have, we could have been at the crib. What, do, what do you for Milwaukee? Like, what, what do you, what, what is, does Giannis have to just, like, what, what does Giannis do at this point? Well, I, well, you, nothing. He doesn't. I, this is what I think needs to happen. He doesn't change anything. He continues to go to the basket on full tilt mode. He makes them call. He, he needs to make them call. Continue to. He needs to make Marcus Smart and Grant Williams continue to take amazing charges and when they collapse he's he's pat Connaughton and grayson allen are gonna have to shoot lights out and drew holiday is gonna be able to have to get to the cup 
and get get easy floaters and knock down his shots. If he he needs to be hitting like 10, 11, 12 field goals. In the last two games, he's taken 52 shots. Giannis has taken 64. Like they're the only two guys getting shots up. So he needs to continue to do what he's doing, knock down his free throws. I think it would also help him a lot if right now Boston would let Giannis take any jump shot he wants. Always it, with a five, six, seven foot radius, but okay. not the man, man Gundy was having a heart attack about this last night. He goes, These three pointers are wasted possessions. Boston said, yeah. Take as many as you want. But, but there, but there was a stretch, and there has been stretches this year and in the playoffs last year where they had to come, they had to respect it a little bit because he was knocking down jumpers left I, and right. I, I, right I, would now, let him, I would let him shoot it all he wants to. He's never going to be consistent enough to where it's going to, it's going to alter what you're trying to do. If anything, Van Gundy was right. It takes, on, it takes them see, more out of what they're trying to do than sure. you out of what you're trying to do. Sure, and there's no one down there to rebound. He's a thirty percent free throw, sh- three point shooter. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying, but there's there's been stretches where you'd have to respect Giannis. Like right now, that he they they can't wait for him to shoot the ball. So yeah, that we'll that would help we'll him as well. The paint and air. Just don't come to the paint. That's it. Yeah, don't come into the paint. You can say if if I'm Udoka, I'm saying let him shoot as many. I don't care if he's eight for eight. Let him shoot as many threes as he wants because he will never consistently beat us that way. Yeah. Plus, the more if he starts hitting them and he starts thinking, oh, today is my day to shoot, that keeps him out the paint. And that's your biggest concern. Hey, let's keep him out the lane. Fine. You don't want to come down here. You want to stay out there and shoot. That is awesome. We don't have to commit three guys to the paint to stop you. Yeah, it was a great game last night. They had, I mean, it was eleven and eight turnovers. Milwaukee had less turnovers, cleared up the offensive glass by nine rebounds. They had nine more offensive boards, and they still lost almost by double digits to close the lead. The fourth quarter, they collapsed. Yeah, and Giannis was starting to get a little frustrated. But yeah, that's what I would say. I would say he needs to continue being Giannis and doing what he does, and then try to get. Connaughton and the rest of those guys more shots they like they need to take more shots yeah Brooke Lopez was the third leading field goal uh attempts player on the team he had 11 <laughs> so like they they just got to get those guys more shots yeah I, I keep saying Middleton but the truth is he's not coming back so like yeah Wes Matthews yeah. played 29 minutes five shots Grayson Allen played 29 minutes seven shots yeah they just got to get more. They're just going to have to get more shots and more looks, and they're going to have to knock them down. They're going to have to lean on those guys. Giannis is going to get his 35. But, like, that's not enough. Like, it, it is what it is. And similar to we'll get to with, with Phoenix and Luka. Man, I would let Luka score 60. Well, that's, yeah. That's what Jason Kidd's kind of saying. He's like, look, Luka, you guys need to step the fuck up. Like, I would literally, if I was Phoenix, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. But you want to talk about that right now, Actually, You want to get a – to Memphis and Ja real Let's quick. go to Memphis. Let's go to Memphis. Okay, yeah. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Warriors get the win last night, but they were in dire straits. I deep in the th- deep in the second quarter, they only had 30 points. Yeah. Milwaukee or uh, Memphis was playing amazing D across the board throughout the entire game. I Why? thought Go ahead. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll give one quick thing though on this, and I, and this kind of ties into no Jaw and just maybe how he coaches without Jaw. But going into this series, right? Stephen Adams had played outside of Game One in the Minnesota Timberwolves against the Timberwolves. Stephen Adams had played 13 minutes in the entire playoffs. Right? Last night he gets what 30, 30 plus minutes. Right? He obviously features him last yeah, 27 night. Twenty seven minutes. Yeah, twenty seven minutes. And I just thought it was interesting that his response to no jaw was I'm going to play Steven Adams 30 minutes and just try to bully them with size, which was working for most of the game, right? Like if we want to talk about how this game went, the Warriors really swung it in the last, you know, eight, nine minutes of the game, right? And we're able to kind of get that advantage back on their size and, and Memphis didn't really have anybody to kind of answer for them. But if you look what Memphis's strategy was, it was we're just going to go big. We're going to play bully ball. We're going to play Triple J and Steven Adams at the same time. We're going to control the glass. We're going to play physical. And, yeah, we don't have John Moran, but we can still bring it to you. So maybe that just kind of speaks to the uh, the mentality that they have and the way that they try to play without John, knowing that, hey, look, we're not we're losing that 25 to 30 points on offense that and we've that been getting. Pace. And that pace. 
So we're just going to try to play a more physical brand of basketball. And that was clearly the plan last night. Again, you have a guy who you have not played in the la- in the first two series, right? Maybe he clogs the lane for Ja, all these other things, whatever. He's just not a good matchup. Um, but now you don't have Ja, and you say, fuck it. He's, one of, he's still one of our better players. I'm going to get him minutes, and this is the strategy I'm going to go with. And the Warriors seem miffed. Like, they didn't really know they what did, to do. They did seem they, miffed, yeah. yeah we, we can't get our dribble drives off. Every time we go in the lane, this guy Adams is here about that. They're grabbing offensive rebounds. They're playing more physical than us. And if you look at the Warriors, they don't have any size, right? They got Draymond is is, is, is their big. They got uh, my, who's my man's that uh, – uh, Who, Kaminga? Kaminga, who's only really like 6'8". He's a, fr- a rookie. Um, they don't have any size, and they didn't really have and Looney. any – Yeah, and Looney, who seems to have been there for like 15 years. Um <laughs> Outside of that, they have no size, and that's not even real size. And I just think that Memphis's Taylor, Taylor, shout out our boy Taylor Jenkins. His game plan of just going big, playing bully ball, getting physical, and trying to knock them off their rocker worked for three and a half quarters. It's just you didn't have anybody that could close down the game for you at the end when you really needed some buckets, and you kind of let Steph start doing his thing. Yeah, it was it was another <laughs> fourth quarter. They both shot it from three really poorly, twenty five percent. Both terrible. Teams. The Warriors didn't hit their first three until 10 minutes in the second. Yeah, they started like 0 of 10 or 0 of 11 yeah. or something like that. So, yeah, I think you're right. That's a, that's a great way to put it is they were miffed. When I was watching it, they couldn't knock anything down, and then they just like didn't really – couldn't figure out how to knock something down. It was like, all right, let's just try to get Steph going or something. Like yeah. we, can't, we can't do anything here. Seems like nothing's falling. I think the biggest takeaway for me was – you you hit it on the head. They were really physical. They were going to play D. They were going to rebound. They were going to slow the pace down and just try to really grind slow out. Down. Just really try to grind out a W. Yep. And <laughs> it was working until they had to tap some dudes to make like a couple possessions where we need a bucket here. Someone needs to score. Someone needs to score. And they they didn't have anyone to go to. They tried to go to Triple J. They tried to go to Dylan Brooks, or Dylan tried Brooks tried to go to himself. To Triple J. Dylan, <laughs> Dylan, Brooks, Dylan Brooks dribbling off his foot, all types of shit. He was Dylan really Brooks out of went control. to himself, called his own number. But yeah. hey, I think we talked about this last week. I think Dylan looked around and was kind of like, "Somebody's got to do it. Someone's got to score. Or someone's <laughs> got to take the shot." Yeah, right. So like. I guess, I'll, I guess I'll be the one to do it. And he now, hit one late. He hit a big three late, yeah. Yeah, now, like, we could talk about if, like, if they're good shots or if they're bad shots or could he have gotten a better look. But I think at the end of the day, I think Desmond Bain is hurt. I, I yeah. it, It's very obvious to yeah, me that he, something is not right. In round one and round two, it's I think it's hilarious, guy. man. This is how bad – Utah's D is like Bain is literally back his shot. He cooked yeah. them for like right. 28 again. Yep. And yeah, it's just yeah, man. So Devin Bain is hurt. Dylan Brooks is not that guy clutch enough and can get you, you know, the buckets that you need. Love, love his attitude, love his confidence, love, love the dog in him. Like, hey, look, he was there to take those shots last night to your yeah. point. Like he looked around and said, hey, look, I'm going to put it up 19 times, and that is what it is. But, yeah, he, he just wasn't able to do it. But the Triple J thing, I mean, I know you were going crazy about that because the, the, the two most important possessions at the end of the game somehow ended up with Triple J out of the perimeter against Draymond. Yeah. And not, and not um, I, I I said Utah. I meant uh, yeah, yeah. the Grizzlies. You meant the Grizzlies. I mean, I, I meant uh, Minnesota. The Minnesota. Timberwolves. Timberwolves. Yeah. But, yeah, D-Bane was playing really well then, and it seems like he's just just doesn't have it. It kind of it kind of looks like Zach Levine actually to me. It's like he's mm. out there and he could get you a jumper mm. if he gets a really good look. But like if you're leaning on him to create some offense, he just health wise the shameless moment of the podcast. <laughs> health wise, he uh, he just can't get it done at the moment. So it's tough, man. I don't. They're, and they're you know what, man? Like the, and they're grinding, man. Like and I think again, like you know, why do they play like this without Ja? That's just how they play. They they I don't think that when Ja's out, a lot of teams when their guys out are looking at each other like, yeah, we it's this a wrap. It's over with, right? Yeah. Like I truthfully believe that when Ja's out, and their record backs it up, right? They should they should feel this way because they were really good without him this year. They're not looking around like, oh fuck, man, we're we're we're, we're cooked, right? Like they they're saying, hey, we can still win this. And then he puts together a game plan that, like, look, 
it wasn't on coaching, man. He put together a game plan that they could win with. You said the key thing, they slowed the game down. They slowed yeah. the game down crazy. Tremendously, I mean, yeah. It was like 60 points halfway through the third. You know yeah. what I mean? Like really slowed it down, really went physical, really went with size, and like tried to like, yeah, we're going to grind out a W, but at some point I need someone to score some points. I need someone to produce on the offense for us or at least be somewhat of a threat. And they just didn't have it. So it wasn't for lack of coaching. And it's really not one where you could be like, oh, Memphis, yeah, they blew it. But it's just like they just didn't have – that. you didn't have enough down the stretch. And it was very, yeah. very clear, especially when you're going against Steph, who, look, Steph was really good down the stretch, but he was also just shooting everything. Because yeah. it's almost like they knew we're going to get the ball back and get another attempt. Eventually, so these just, are going to some of these are going to start falling. Eventually, yeah, the law of averages is going to say even on an off night, I'm going to hit some of these, right? So like, and it's also going to say that we're going to get the ball back because they can't do anything on offense. So to your point, you hit that perfectly. The Warriors down at the end of the game, just give it to Steph, and eventually some shit's going to happen. Yeah. Clay hit his big shot coming out the uh, the ATO, um, but. Yeah, and on the other end, Memphis just had nothing, man. They had nobody who could go out there and get that bucket. Dylan yeah. Brooks was ice cold, and you're trying to do way too much for Triple J. So Yeah, they outscored him 39-29 in the fourth. But, yeah, they you need that guy to go to. Like, all right, this is Jatan, and they didn't have him. And Triple J was already shooting it poorly throughout the whole game. And then okay. in the fourth, they were trying to they were trying to get something off. I'll say this, man. <laughs> That that Draymond contest on the triple J three is probably a foul, for being yeah. honest. Yeah. If you go back and look at that that attempt, it's still a terrible attempt. Terrible. I don't like the. He I don't need, like he the didn't need to go for that shot at all. And the possession before that, they've been doing this all game. They were slowing down the pace. They grinded out the clock. They ran out the clock, and then with ten seconds left at the three point line, threw it to Triple J on a one on one versus Draymond Green. Just fucking throw the ball out of bounds. Yeah. <laughs> because that's not that's not a bucket coming yeah. anytime soon unless Draymond fouls him. But you don't want to put Triple J on the wing and tell him to get a basket. Yeah, a, well, must, right. a, a a big-time pressure spot against Draymond Green. Yeah. It's just – it's going to be a really, really – it's a really tall task and a tough ask for him. And as we saw, it didn't come through. So they yeah. just needed someone – at the end of the at the end of the day, they just closed the door and they didn't have it. So, I think this series is all tucked away. They're gonna yeah. tuck this away in yeah, five. Yeah, it is over with. Which is interesting because then they'll get a little extra rest, and then I think Phoenix still comes out of Dallas. But if it goes seven, they beat each other up a little bit. Meanwhile, Golden State's at the crib chilling in San Fran. Yep. It, it, it always helps to get a couple of extra days, especially for guys like Clay, Steph. Draymond. Yeah, Clay Clay played really bad last night too. That he's played really bad a lot recently. What do you you think it's just, you know, still still getting still getting I mean, getting I don't know. I mean, all the way point, locked he's played, in just five, from he's played five, a couple years. 5 months of NBA basketball at this point, so you would think that yeah. I mean, I get he sat out a long time, but it's not like Clay just came back last week. I mean, he came back game like 20 right so i mean he's been back he's he's had and he plays a lot and he's he's back into his regular role um i think he's just kind of off yeah i don't know i i said it when he got hurt though i was like everybody's talking like he's just gonna come back and be all good i'm like yo listen like the game he's also not a young guy either he's like 32 years old man listen man like the shit it's a little bit different but again he's still clay right he's still clay he you still have to respect it you can't if I'm an opposing coach, I'm not playing Clay Thompson any differently. More of the more of the, 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 the alarming thing, thing for me is the defensive side of the rock because yeah, he's getting Clay close. used to really lock up. Yeah, he you could leave anymore. Clay on an island, and he was one of the best defenders in the NBA. And he's just a guy over there now. He's just a guy now. The he's the just a guy. the legs, the, the lateral movement and stuff not is not there. there like it used to be. So the jumper will fall. That will come around. I am worried about the defensive side of the rock because he's just not as good as he used to be. And they were kind of – he was kind of getting exposed a little bit last night, at least earlier on in the game when, when Memphis was was winning. Well, and let's, let's, let's be honest. I mean, I don't want to use the word luck, but, like, they struck gold on Jordan Poole. Without Jordan Poole, this team is not even yeah. – close to what we're seeing right now like having that 
third and at this point second guy, right? Because he is there. If we talk about on offense, he is their second guy on offense. Um, and Wiggins even played decent last night. Um, but he is their second guy on offense, and having him, um, being able to take the pressure off, hit big shots. I know he didn't play great last night, but he had a huge bucket on that Wiggins block when he uh, Wiggins blocked and then Wiggins tapped it to him and he came down and he did some little magic with his hands and went behind the back and all that. Um, like that was a huge bucket, right? So having that guy there and to take that pressure off of Steph and to be a threat and to go be able to go for 30 and know he can go for 30 is huge for Golden State. Like that, that is a massive, massive, massive um, development as far as a guy developing into what he is right now. Cause that, that's, yeah, it's right on time. Right they needed they, they needed, needed another a, guy. They really needed another guy. And he he's now available. Yeah. He's available as they say. Yep. <laughs> All right, let's go over let's go over to the games tonight. We got 76ers in the heat, 6:30 TNT, 6:30 Central Standard. I don't know what to believe over 2 2 is it fool's gold, Nick? That's my first I mean, question. You, you is it fool's gold? Day. After game two, you're like, hey, is Miami going to win the championship? <laughs> <laughs> Not like, wait a second here, bro. Like, they, they look super locked. But this is your classic, no one's won a, no one's won a road game yet. Yep. Joel, Embiid show, Joel Embiid shows up, and they play two games at home. One of them, James Harden scores 30-plus, and he hasn't scored 30-plus in six weeks. And Danny Green is Larry Bird. Who? Danny. Oh, three, three time, three time champion. Danny three time Green. NBA champion. Danny <laughs> <Green>. <laughs> you bite your tongue. <laughs> three time three NBA time. champ. Three X. Three X. Hold on. Remember yeah, me? Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he turns again. into yeah. a complete sniper, which comes from, you know, Joel being there, spreading the floor, doing all that. And but, let's be honest, this is what Danny Green does from time to time. Yes, he will. He, does. he will have these games. He's he talking about inconsistent, like he's a model of inconsistency. But Danny Green, if Danny Green's feeling it, he will one hundred percent let that bitch fly, and he'll have these type of games. He only had eleven, but it seemed like he had twenty five. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. So that this is what well, Danny the, Green does. He's he's. I think he's. <laughs> Missed like two threes the last two games, and he's yeah. taking like thirteen or something yeah, crazy. Yeah. So well, he does. Yeah, I uh, where are you at on the series? Like I said, both to me, it looks like Miami took care of business at home. Yep. Then Philly went home and got one of the best players in the NBA, top three player in the NBA back. Yep. Top five player in the NBA back, wherever you want to rank him. And then they won two games at home with their other star player scoring thirty. And their snipers shooting the ball, and Tobias Harris playing really well. So they got two. Now it's back to Miami for Game Five. What do you think? Yeah, Miami Heat are a team effort, man. So like, and if and if they're not fi- if the other guys aren't doing their jobs, it doesn't matter if Jimmy has forty. It doesn't matter if Adebayo has twenty one. You can't have Hero coming out here with eleven. You can't have Kyle Lowry coming out here with six. You can't even have Struess coming out here with six. And Kyle Lowry's hurt, played. by the way. Kyle Lowry's very, very. I hurt. don't think he should. Yeah, he doesn't look like he should be there at all. Um, yeah. So I think it's just tough, man. When you're and, and Hero is really kind of like their X factor. He's kind of like their barometer, right? Like you need they need Hero going out there, getting twenty plus, uh, getting the crowd going. You know, kind of playing that villain, kind of playing that role that he likes to play. Because we laugh at the antics and all that, but like that shit matters. Like that attitude, that energy that he kind of brings to the game, one hundred percent matters, right? When he hits some of these big shots or make some of these big plays, he can kind of be a momentum shifter. But when he has games like the other night, he's going one for five from three and just looks like he just doesn't have it. Again, it doesn't matter if Butler goes for 40. If you look at Miami, man, like they're de- they're deep with versatility, but they're not necessarily deep with scorers, right? Like they got a bunch of different guys that can do a lot of different things and really cause havoc for you on the defensive end. But they do need their scorers to score. Right. It's not like we can just go ahead. We got the fifth guy. He's going to come and step up. Right. Like they're not even playing Duncan Robinson, some of these other guys. They really need their guys to step up. And the way their program is set up is that hero comes off the bench and gives you 20 to 25 points like that. They're all their Their game plan is set up for that. And when that doesn't happen, they struggle. And again, it doesn't matter if Jimmy's giving you 40. You need those. You need those hero points. You need those Struce buckets. You need these other guys to kind of come up and step in and kind of play their role. And when they don't do that, you have games like the other night. Add that with the fact that, you know, yeah, James Harden, and we can talk about that. Look, 
I think James said it best after the press conference. I was just hitting shots. James was not hitting shots. He just could not make a shot. We yeah. talked about his jumper looked broke. His jumper looked flat. I don't think this was some like ultra aggressive version of James. I think as the game got on in the fourth quarter, like, yeah, he was a little bit more aggressive, but it's not like he shot the ball 30 times or anything like that. Right. He's been taking the same shots that he's been taking. They just finally went in the other night. So on one hand, I'm encouraged. On the other hand, I'm not like, oh, he's back because it's not like it's some ultra aggressive guy who I think that ultimately that they need. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like it was the same shots. They were just kind of going in, which is what he told you after the press conference. Hey, just take the same shots. But it's still not this, you know, hyper, you know, alpha 25, 30 shot attempt James Harden that we were used to in Houston and all that. So I think that's something to pay attention to. Yeah, but to, really, yeah. To go back to Miami, I think Jimmy Butler saw that what you were saying. He's like, man, I'm going to have to score a lot of points here. Like these guys aren't these these guys it's not don't have it. Struce doesn't have it. Hero looks like he's he's struggling a little bit. I'm gonna have to go out here and get 35, 40. And that's exactly what he did last night. It's still or dollar night, still wasn't enough. How about this? Miami is the most team-oriented squad left. They need a lot of people to contribute in multiple different ways for them to win. And if they don't get that they're going to have a hard time. And that's what's happened the last two games in Philly. Like there, there's a lot of other teams in the league that are left in the playoffs where you can lean on certain guys to do a lot of stuff. They need contributions from almost six or seven deep in Miami, especially like you said, on the offensive end for them to win and compete and, and in their they defense, got they, that the last couple of games. And their defense, like it sounds like, well, that's kind of a weird strategy, but it's like, and more often than not, they get that, right? Like that, it, it yeah. works. If you watch them, it works. You know, you have these different role players come up and do their thing. And I even texted you the other night, did they just have Vic just sitting on ice? Because yeah. at, at times he's looked awesome for them, right? But it's like, when you really look at it and we look at scoring, they're not flush with scorers like that, dude. They're flush with versatility and guys who can do a lot of different things and make life difficult for you in a lot of different ways. But it's not like you start going down the line. It's like, yo, yeah, Jimmy can score. Bam can score. Tyler can score. And then after that, it gets kind of like, uh, okay, we need to manufacture buckets here. We're going to, we're going to out hustle. You're going to outwork you. We're going to have a smarter game plan than you, right? We're going to, we're going to out execute you, but it's not necessarily we're going to come in here and fucking just hang 140 on you. I mean, they don't, I think pace-wise, they're one of the slower-paced teams in the NBA, yeah. right? Like, they, they do really look to kind of grind it out and keep the game in the one the ones, hundreds and the one tens um, as opposed to trying to get up to 120, 130. So what do, you, they, what do you think about Duncan Robinson? You got to give him a run? Or I, what look, do you think the If you didn't play him the other night, I don't. I, I can't see when he's going to play him. Like, he's really committed to not Maybe playing Maybe at him home in a little comfy environment at the crib? You needed buckets the other night, and you didn't throw him in the game. I get are they wor- so are they worried about him on James? What is it defensive? That's what I was gonna ask you. Of course it's defensively. I wanna know, yeah, but I just want to know like, are you that worried? Like, are you worried like that? Hey, James might see Duncan, his eyes get big, and then all of a sudden that's all he needs to get. And then going, James or- turns into Houston James. Yeah, yeah. Cause I'm just trying to figure out the other night when Hero's struggling, it's like, all right, let's give Duncan some burn. But it's Yeah. It's almost it's- like he told him you're not playing this series, and that's kind of that. I don't even think Spolstra needs to do that. I think he just is not looking. He just doesn't think he'll make an impact. Okay, well, first of all, if you go if you go back to the regular season, Duncan didn't shoot it that well all year. He was kind of struggling the entire season. So maybe his confidence in Duncan all of a sudden waking up in the playoffs and shooting lights out and then being a liability on the other end is not there. But I think you have to give him some type of a look. At Will he shoot point. well enough to make up for his defensive liability? Yes, exactly. Well, that's that's the name of the game. Yeah. If if you're out there and you could shoot that, if you can shoot that thing fifty five percent, fifty percent, then yeah, go ahead, give up so twos on the other end and knock saying, down threes on the, <laughs> on the other. He, right? He's no Reggie Bullock. He's no Reggie Bullock. He's no Dorian <laughs> Finney Smith. Dorian Finney Smith. <laughs> So, but hey, but those guys are long and play D. Yeah, yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a great point. So, like, yeah, Bullock, those guys, like, yeah, they have value on the other end of the floor. Yeah, I mean, I think if you if you look at if take out Brunson, if you look at Dallas's roster, everybody's six nine. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what kid wants. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying. So that's where it gets a little tough. That's where it's different with Duncan. But I'd be interested to see. 
I would have like, played him the other night. Put it like this. It'll be interesting to see if he plays him for like say 12 minutes in the first half, right? Just kind of see. Just to see what happens. 10 minutes in the first half and see. And if he's getting just exposed, I think it's tough now for Duncan too, because say you do enter him in the lineup, right? You feel kind of wild pressure to, to make an impact because he's obviously doesn't believe I can make an impact. He hasn't played me in the last, I don't even know the last time he played. And then you slot me now because you're looking for a spark. Now I got to give you a spark. And if I don't give you the spark you're looking for, I'm back buried on the I'm, bench. I'm super so, buried on the bench. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting spot for for Duncan um, to be getting DMPs. We're not I'm, – hey, I'm talking DMPs, not yeah, like no, eight DMPs. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you feel I, me? I think, I think the minutes straight that he DMPs. did get in this series were like victory – or like, uh, you know, like human cigar minutes like in game two. I think he played a, few, a couple minutes when they were up 20. But yeah. yeah, so like these yeah. are DMPs. I, I I wouldn't. I would. I would have went to him last game, and I would see. I don't know though. At the same time, it's like it's not like my if it's if you're Spolstra, you have so much confidence in the plans that you put together that maybe you don't change that, right? Like maybe if you decided in the beginning of this series when you looked at it and you said Duncan Robinson doesn't give us the best chance to win, and through the first two games that appeared to be working for you. You might not let the last two games kind of change your course. Or maybe you do because you are good at making adjustments. So I think that that's also an interesting part of it, too. Right, if he's committed to not playing Robinson, he might not feel like anything has changed from game three and four and might still go back to those same eight that he had, nine that he had that doesn't include Duncan because that same advantage still, you know, or whatever it is that you didn't like about him, it's still there. Well, Or, or do you make your adjustments around defensively trying to figure out Joel and maybe have these guys they were 16 of 33 from three the other night like maybe he's just like yep they shot it lights out at their gym we'll we'll try to clean that up when we get home back home to Miami and see what happens there's a possibility where Duncan hasn't even crossed his mind yeah like he's uh, (laughs) you know what I'm saying he's there there could be a spot where it's like I don't. I don't know. If Spolstra's thinking, man. We lost that game last night because I didn't give Duncan any run. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I think he's he's probably not thinking that. He's probably looking at some other things that yeah. got in the way. So, so it's interesting. But this is the thing, though. Like, you know, Spolstra and Riley are fucking here, right? Yeah. Like, they had to have confidence in him to give him that deal. They had to know they were going to be in the play. Like, they, they like what's changed. I know he had a bad game or a bad year. He didn't. He wasn't playing as well as he he had in the previous, but he played in the playoffs last year. Yeah, he played in the bubble. Yeah. So some some that they saw, some that some, they don't like, something about some, this matchup. Some some about they don't like matchup. right He's now like, about in, about in Philly, Duncan. Yeah, or, in Philly, we don't we don't like Duncan. We don't want we don't want Duncan. What do you think? I mean, you think he gets minutes in Miami? I don't. I don't think so. I think I think Spo commits to what he's been doing. Even I with really, the Joel change, yeah, I, I think he commits to what he's been doing. I really do. I mean, they had. I think it's, I think it's more what you. I think it's more too. what you just said. Where I don't think he's sitting there being like, "Oh yeah, I got to go to Duncan." Like you know, like yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I yeah, think he's like, sitting there. I think he's sitting there more. How do I get Kyle? How do I get Tyler? What can I get from Vic? And it's clearly like, look, he'd rather play Oladipo than Duncan. I think that's Oladipo, prob- that's. If that's we're being honest, is. that's probably a big, big reason why Ola Duncan Depot has can, no minutes. Oladipo is eating up all D. those. Yeah, Oladipo exactly. can play D. He can handle the ball. Oladipo can do a lot, right? And even at 70%, you're not asking him to be Indiana, Vic. You just need him to be a, a good basketball player, and he has been for them in a couple games here. So, like, yeah, I think that's really what it is. Oladipo is not as much a liability defensively as Duncan, and we can't afford to have defensive liabilities against a team that does – have a lot of guys who can get the ball in the basket. I mean, you look Harden and Bead, uh, Jake, what's his, what's his buddy, uh, uh, Jake Cole. Oh, Marcus. Tobias. Tobias, um, Maxi, like these guys can score. I and think they Tobias can, is the key to a lot of their stuff, man. If they could, if they get good games out of him and Joel is Joel, which he always is every single night. Tobias he plays, is such a if. and then Joe and then James is solid and and is and is distributing the rock. They're really good. Yeah, but they they don't do that consistently. Tobias, yeah, even well, the other yeah, night, no, Tobias t- only had thirteen. Like Tobias yeah. is a big if. Yeah, hundred percent. He's a so, big if. One hundred percent. 
Okay. Then Maxi, I don't know, man. They got it. It's a, it's a interesting. Like I, I could, I could see them going to Miami and literally winning both games. I could see them losing both games. Like yeah. I, don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's gonna go one, one, one. But the next two games, like I could see it going either way. Yeah. This this series is really interesting. This is probably my second favorite series after CR after Boston and Milwaukee, just because. It's a lot of a lot of guys I like to watch, and it's a lot of storylines that are interesting. But we'll close it. Let's get out of here on uh, Suns Mass, man. You know where we're at on the Suns, or at least people know where I'm at on the Suns. I don't know, man. Didn't you call? Didn't did did you text me the other day and ask me if the Suns were trash, or did I text you during the uh, during the? uh, I'm very exposed on the Suns, so I I don't know. I'm very biased. Anything I say about the Suns, take a little, a little, a bit with a grain of salt, just because no, I got a, I got a bunch of futures in my pocket on the, on the Suns. In a perfect world, I would get a Suns Bucks rematch, and I would free roll some money. Me, but yeah, me too. Yeah, so I got, I got Suns future and Bucks future. So yeah, stay tuned. <laughs> stay tuned on that. That'll be fun. But hey, man, what do you know? Mavs go home. They take care of business. Luca is unguardable, and then when you add guys shooting it the way they shot it in game four, it's a real, real tall task from Dorian Finney-Smith, 8 of 12 from three. Reggie Bullock, 2 of 5. Bertans, hello. Davis. Welcome welcome to the season. Davis. Four, four of six from the three. He was, he was so at the like, bank. He was busy at the bank. Yes. <laughs> he was busy at the he bank. In. He had Hello. An appointment, he had an appointment at Chase. <laughs> the private, uh, the like private a, back room. Like Mr. Bertanzo to check on your accounts. What, is, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what do they call the Chase? Uh, it's like private client or private client. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They you know what I'm talking back. about? Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. in the back with the yep. like, do you yeah, want you, a water? Yeah, you I get bank, you anything. You don't bank with the regular folks. <laughs> yeah, you go in the go in the back, you sit down, they call you Mr. Bertans. Yes, exactly. Twenty twenty threes in game four, twenty of forty-four. Yep. So that's where it gets a little spooky. But they took business, they took care of business at home. And in both games. The Suns get a zero from Chris Paul. Chris Paul played the worst game of I've ever seen him play the other night. Yep. A lot of the fouls were touchy, touch and go, call them BS, call them whatever you want. It's still a lot of unnecessary bullshit from Chris trying to draw fouls in the backcourt, pushing the ball up the floor on Jalen Brunson, and they weren't going for that. They weren't calling those, and and Paul had a terrible game, 23 minutes. Yeah, he fouled out and had five points. So where does it go from here? I think they go back to Phoenix and take care of business, especially tonight. I think they take care of business. I'm actually, I'm I actually probably will, might have to look into a little play. They're they're minus six at the moment, but I like Phoenix to get home and take care of business in a game five. And they win two of the next three with two of them being at home. What do you think? So interesting, man. Look. If I'm Jason Kidd, and he's he's been talking about this all series. If I'm Jason Kidd, it's pretty simple. I tell my team, first two games of the series, Luca scored 80 points. We, we lost. lost. We lost by a combined 27. Next two games of the series, Luca scores a combined 52. We win by a combined 19. It's pretty simple, right? We can either sit around, watch Luca Doncic turn in amazing performances, right. go for 40, all be ooh and ah and then lose at the end of the game. Or we can allow him to do his thing, but we step up, provide the support that we need to provide, hit our shots, look aggressive, play our roles, right? Alleviate some pressure off of him, and we win ball games. It's hard. You can't just sit and stand around and watch Luka, man. It's like Trey with the Hawks. It's like a lot of these other high-usage guys, like the teammates will stand around, watch yeah. them do the show. Oh, he's got it. I'll just kind of wait for my pass. I'm not going to be aggressive. That shit doesn't work. They have to play their part, man. They cannot stand around and wait for Luca to do his thing while the whole time they're not getting in a rhythm, man. Like, and for Luca, Luca has to recognize the importance of getting these guys in a rhythm. That's why I say, like, when I, I'm so heavy on LeBron, LeBron recognized that early. Like, we talk about, like, oh, LeBron's not a scorer. Like, first off, LeBron is, like, a career 30-point-per-game scorer. He's not a scorer. <laughs> yeah, he's not. up there. He's, but like is LeBron, he's up there, for sure. Is LeBron the scorer that he could be? No. Look, man, there's plenty of years LeBron could have went out there and averaged 40. 
in those Miami years when he was like a fucking Superman, he could have went out there and averaged 45 and 91. Yeah. Easy in his sleep. But LeBron recognized early how important it is to get these other guys going. Chalmers. Get them confidence. Yes, Chalmers. Norris Cole. Norris Cole. <laughs> guys you couldn't even think of. Fucking yeah. Boogie, Boogie Gibson, Booby Gibson yeah. from back in Cleveland. Like all these different guys. I got to get these guys going. I got to get them involved. Sometimes to the detriment of my own scoring, but I know that we're going to be better for it when it matters, right? When Because that way, when I look at them in a game seven or a game six environment or any playoff environment for that matter, they've had, these guys have had their reps. They've gotten their shot ups. They've had their moment, right? Again, I could go out and give them 50 anytime I wanted, especially in my prime. Could literally just go score. Turn it on, yeah. In bunches. But it's not going to serve me come playoff time when I got to look around and see all these other guys. I think the last two games, and again, you hear it in uh, Kate's press conferences, that's what he's been saying. He's like, look, Luca's great, guys. Yeah, Luca's great. But you know who understands the value of getting other guys involved? Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd is a point guard. He understands that. I'm sure he told Luca, man, we got to get these guys going, man. If Finney Smith is open in the corner, you got to feed him, man. You got to force it to Brunson. You got to force it to uh, – to uh, Bullock, you got to force it to some of these other guys, right? Like they have to get going because you can only take us so far, right? Like you can only, you had 45 in game one and we lost by 10. You know this what is, I mean? This is that classic spot where all the role players feel super comfortable at the crib. Dorian Finney Smith, that comes off a little lighter in yeah. Dallas. Line. Danny Green, it comes off a little lighter in Philly. It feels a little better in Philly, like all those guys. But when it's a hostile environment, you just kind of look to your – it just kind of flows that way. Like, yeah. think about it. Like you said, you just laid it out perfectly for Luka. They're in a hostile environment. Luka ends up taking over and trying to get them tons of buckets. They lose. Jimmy Butler, hostile environment. Looking around, looks like no one else wants anything to do with this offensive end. I guess I'll go ahead and pour in 40. They lose. It's the same thing coming up here, I think, for Dallas and, and, and Phoenix. They're going to let Luka go ahead and score 40. Yeah. And they're going to try to lock up all these perimeter guys. And that's what's worked for them. And that's what worked for them in game one and two. And then on top of that, you're telling me, I mean, I don't expect Chris Paul to have a insanely poor game as he did the last game. So that's why I think Phoenix wins. I think they get home and take care of business, at least in game five. And then they put a lot of pressure. Then it's a closeout game. And it's a lot of pressure on Dallas to try to stay alive in game six. So I'm interested to see how they come out. I'm interested to see how they they deal with the perimeter scores for Dallas. Well, I think you made a great point. Like, yeah, they, and if you're Phoenix, if you're Monty Williams, are like, oh, game one, he had 45 and we won – Comfortably, I mean, seven point victory, but we won comfortably, right? Like, let them score if that's what they want to do, go for it, man. Because then no one else gets involved, and Luca can't score 120 points, right? Like, at the end of the day, so if no one else gets involved, man, we can kind of hold this team down. Um, yep. and it's but yeah, so I mean, I think that's the key for Dallas, and I'm sorry to Phoenix, and yeah, to your point, like, you can't expect Chris Paul to have another bad game, but hey, he's also going against a head coach. That was a point guard, a heady point guard, just like he was. Yeah. And you saw some of the tricks that Dallas was doing last game. They got him fouled out. They got him into foul trouble. They were using some of the Chris Paul tricks on, on Chris Paul, right? Kind of kind of giving him a taste of his own medicine. So, like, when you kind of have that, this Jason Kidd-Chris Paul chess match that's going on is interesting as well. Like, I love, I, I've always loved Jason Kidd, man. I love the spill yeah. of the water on the court. The accidental shit. Like, like, <laughs> yeah. like, yo, he's such a vet. He'll, he'll never stop being a vet. Like Chris, like I, I, like Jason Kidd just pulls vet moves all over town. Um, so yeah, I, I do like that. I don't think, I don't think it's as easy. You made it sound kind of easy for what Phoenix has had to do. And the one thing that kind of sticks out to me is, other than Game Two, like the last two years, Phoenix has just smacked people around. And they seem to have lost a bit of that. Phoenix. Yes. They seem to, like, remember, they were last year they were beating everybody by 20 points. Yeah. Just beating everybody by 20 points, right? Like, they're not, they're not coming out and, like, imposing their will on teams like I feel like they did last year. Does that make sense? Or in the regular season? Yeah. It's the playoffs. And obviously the playoffs yeah. is more intense and you're playing against a good team, but still, like, yeah, I just feel like, 
Something with Phoenix when I watch them, I don't feel like I'm watching the same team from last year. I would love to see Aiden get real busy tonight <laughs> and get yeah. and get involved and and give them a lot of issues in the paint and then spread it out a little bit for the rest of those guys. But yeah, I would let Luca go crazy. Is Aiden Similarly, front, is Aiden a front runner? This is kind of hot hot take. I don't maybe, I don't know if it's true, but is he like you know? I think going, he needs, it's going good. He looks real good. I think he needs a lot of support. Yeah. Like he's not a guy that's going to Yeah, exactly. Like he not needs to get well. get the ball in good positions and put him in good spots to to make a real impact. But yeah, I'm excited to see what they do with Luca. Do do we know if Scott Foster's going out to Phoenix? That'd be an know, interesting man. development as yeah, well if they yeah. sent Scott Foster. Oh yeah. Oh, it's 2-2. We need Scott. Scott, go ahead and send him out Scott, to Phoenix. Scott, go make, <laughs> go make, Scott, go make this right. <laughs> Chris Paul coming off two bad games. Who do you have more issues with, Scott Foster or Jerome Boger? I mean, to be, yo, this might this might sound <laughs> crazy. I think overall, Scott does a lot, yeah. and he's he, he like inserts himself into the game and and like, like Joey makes Crawford. it, yeah, and like makes a but yeah, does Joey, a lot Joey, of loud movements. Teed up Tim Duncan from the bench, but I think he is. Uh, He's a good referee overall. I don't think I, I'm never looking at him like, man, this dude's out of control. He so you just think, you think Boger is out of control? Yeah, I do. <laughs> you, you can't stand. If, if you guys I was like, know, hey, Boger, Boger's calling anything. If, anything can happen. If you guys don't know who we're talking about, Jerome Boger is uh, an NFL, uh, a fellow brother that that is an NFL crew chief. That seems like when he his his refereeing in nfl games the crew a lot of, a lot of wild shit seems to happen so hey, hey, you know it takes a lot for sean and i to to, to slander any type of brother any yeah type man of i'm showing all love all time, <laughs> you get an automatic his, you get an automatic pass a lot of sus shit happens with his crews on a football game just 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 know that also shout out our guy danny yeah he's a tottenham jersey we were talking about it in the uh, in the beginning of the pod sean's an arsenal fan i'm a tottenham fan yeah shout out Polska, man he always Polska always rocks Polska, with us man. Man. shout out shout out the guy man shout out lewandowski yes sir <laughs> all right man we'll leave it there no catch up sports talk via chicago for big nick the quick i am your host sean little make sure you subscribe everywhere man you know the deal um itunes youtube spotify stitcher wherever you listen to pods google Podcasts, we're on there Lock in with us, man. A lot more NBA coming up. We'll see y'all next week. No catch on Sports Talk Bay Chicago. Let's get it.